Welcome to the Gen Z Career Playbook podcast. My name is Nadia and I'm a career practitioner, educator and founder of BU Careers. It's a real chat with real people about their career journeys. Also hear from industry experts who will take you behind the curtain to provide insights and tools so you can take action and thrive in this one life. Because career development is about more than a job. It's a process of managing life, learning and work over your lifetime. If you're early in your career or you're supporting someone at this stage of their journey, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to part two of our chat with Kayla Evans. It is called Career Confessions because we're all on our own path in terms of we're business owners, we're students, employees, or sometimes we're slashies doing everything. And this just gives us a bit of an insight into Kayla and the journey that she's on. So the first question, Kayla, is at primary school, going back, way back when, <laughs> did you have any ideas of not necessarily jobs, but just, you know, what you wanted to do or where you would want to work or any kind of ideas at all? Yeah. So um, growing up in regional Australia, I suppose my uh, my view of the world was quite small and my concept of what was out there was also quite small. And I think it's pretty similar of most young girls in primary school is um, I wanted to be a vet. <laughs> um, you know, cats, dogs, cows, the whole thing. I wanted to be a vet when I was in primary school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, it is interesting, the vet in terms of primary school and, and I guess what you're exposed to, what you do see on a day to day. And that's kind of one of the things that you'd see. And, you know, I guess that caring element, wanting to help, mm. you know, animals and all of those kind of things. Um, in terms of your first job, did you have a part-time job and, and things like that at high school or? I It was a hard like hard thing living in regional Australia. So my first job, yeah. I suppose, was rock picking for my, my family on the farm. But um, yeah. I had a, a, a very brief summer working at the local pool. But then I suppose um, my first real job was straight out of high school. I went away to boarding school. So again, really hard to have mm. a job. Yeah. And so my first job, out of school was actually au pairing or being a live-in nanny at the time. Um, I, I did it. I didn't go overseas like a lot of my friends did. I actually stayed in Toowoomba um, and nannied for a family there. So I did that for six months before before joining the Navy. Yeah, amazing. And in terms of – so the Navy, just going back to that, that was like a whole year, wasn't it, that you did? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was full 12 months. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Now – Messing up at work is something that happens. <laughs> is there a time, either big or small, that you can think of a time something happened, you messed up, and how did you deal with it? I think the obvious one that comes to mind for me is when I was au pairing. Now, when you're 17 years old looking after two children mm. for the first time, you learn a lot. Yeah. And just, I think I remember doing a couple of little things like, not, I mean, maybe I thought they were little, not so little. It's, I'm like forgetting to put sunscreen on the kid and spending all day out in the yep. sun and just feeling the <laughs> wrath of my host uh, family <laughs> because I, you know, I, it wasn't great. I forgot to put sunscreen on the kid. You got sunburned. So, and that was not great at the time. And so I think that was, that's one that stuck with me a lot. And I think um, you, you carry people mm. pleasing well into adulthood. <laughs> and <laughs> I think about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that with kids because, like, mum fails are like, I've got a long list, so that would be <laughs> – I, um, I can see that. Yeah. Did you have younger brothers or sisters at all? Or? I've got a sister, but she's only a, not quite two years younger than me. Yeah, yeah, so you hadn't really had much. No. Like I love it. <laughs> love it. 
what brings you joy each day and do you schedule it? That's a really good question. I wouldn't say I schedule joy every day, but I, I think I'm very intentional about my mental health now. You know, I'm, yep. I'm 30 years old now, but that is a journey that I have been on. Um, what brings mm-hmm. me joy every day? I gotta say, I love my job. Um, and yeah, I'm so grateful that I do. Um, I have a job that gives me fulfillment and there's never a day that I wake up and I think, oh, I don't want to do this today. You know, we all struggle to get out of bed, but it's never a, I don't want to do this. Um, And I'm really grateful for that. So that certainly brings me joy. But as far as being intentional with it, I've started really now to focus on I suppose, mindful relaxation. So I'm not talking about meditation. I, I can't meditate. I'm terrible at that. My brain does not turn off, but <laughs> I, I make sure that I'm intentional about the downtime that I do have and not just turning on the TV yeah. and watching hours and hours of a TV show. It's about taking a bath or going for a long walk or setting the mind about this being downtime. Um, and I find that helps a lot because I can get a lot of impact out of 30 minutes of that intentional time versus four hours of watching, you know, the Kardashians or something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but there's always, you know, place for, for those things. Yeah. Balance. <laughs> balance. <laughs> a time when you felt really out of your depth and what did you learn from the experience? Other than maybe the babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I I do think coming – so I moved across the country to take this position with the NFF. And, and like I, I think I said in part one that it was the first time that I really managed a team. Um, and, you know, working at a national le- uh, level and working in Canberra, you get this real, you know, insecurity about what you bring to the table. Yeah. Um, and certainly I thought I was going to come into this role and be out of my depth. And don't get me wrong, it's absolutely challenged me and I have learnt so much and I've come so far, but um, I have learnt to have a lot more faith in my own capacity um, and that there's not much you can't figure out jumping on Google. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what, I, that's what I was kind of thinking. It's like it's not that you necessarily will know it all or will have all the skills. And that's like a lot of new jobs, but you have to have faith in your capacity to, yeah, to find out and to learn and, and all those things. Be resourceful. <laughs> sure. Resourceful is like, yeah, key <laughs> for sure. A time when you felt really proud of yourself? Um. Oh, gosh. I try and I don't know that I think of one specific time I think I try and make myself proud Mm -hmm. every day in some small way I did win the WA Young Australian of the Year Agricultural Award back in 2020 and I think that was a point at which I stopped and thought about how fulfilled I felt being in the agricultural industry and just how that had led me to having a platform and I think that was a point when I really did you know turn inwards and go wow, I've really come such a long way and what I'm doing means something. Um, But it's, I think it is something that I really try and think about every day is am I turning up in a way that feels authentic and that I'm proud of. That's amazing. In terms of your values, I'm really big on values and it's something I do speak to students about, but what do you think are your kind of top values and how do they kind of play out in your life and career? Being a part of the team is really important to me. I I hope people, my colleagues would say that I'm very much a team player and I think I love working with other people who are team players as well. Yeah. People who get the big picture and aren't just in it for the day-to-day task, um, who get the why. So teamwork is a big yeah. one for me. And the other one, which probably goes hand in hand, is just 
being passionate about what I'm doing. If there comes a day where I this doesn't light me up anymore, I don't want to stick around. And I, I will say I think there is a privilege in being able to work in a role that does make you feel good every day. And not everyone gets to chase a job just because they're passionate about mm-hmm. it. Um, so that means a lot to me. You know, like you said, when you moved even into grain, younger people and, and seeing the difference that makes and you're kind of continuing to do it, but also doing it in an industry that you're passionate about. So it's kind of like a double bonus there as well. In terms of Absolutely. your most valuable skill or attribute that you think has kind of carried, you know, throughout your career and how you've cultivated this kind of, you know, throughout your career. Uh, hard to pinpoint one. I think I... <laughs> I was about to say you can have a couple if you needed to. I think I, I think I, I think I fake organisation well. <laughs> I think it's like a, a duck on water, you know, like I have this really great um, perception on the outside of, of being really calm and organised. Meanwhile, I'm paddling for my life underneath. Yeah. Um, so I think there's that. But I do think um, the other part of it is um, that resourcefulness that I was talking about before. Like, I think I, I'm lucky to have a natural sort of academic aptitude um, and for reading and understanding things really well. But the things that I don't um, I think I'm really good at finding the answers to or finding other people who can help me. And I think that's served me really, really well. Yeah. And I think it's also just a belief that you can find out, you know, because I think most people will have the capacity to work things out, but it, probably mm-hmm. what stops them is just thinking that they can't, you know, that they, mm-hmm. they actually, you know, it'll be too hard or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. If you could go back and tell your teenage self anything in relation to career, I know you did say that you were like pretty stressed at the time. What would it be? I think just that I've, I'm on the right path and what will happen, what, what it's meant to happen will happen. And I think, I think people in high school, especially as you get into year 11 and 12, you're under so much pressure to have it figured out. And I think the thing that I've learned throughout my career is that no one has it figured out. Not, I don't, at 30 years of age, I don't know what I'm doing in three years' time. Likewise, most of my friends and colleagues also, you know, they're just figuring it out as they go along. And so, yeah, have some patience um, and just follow what feels good. Follow the yes and just see where it ends up. Take an open door when it's offered to you, but just feel comfortable that you're going to end up in the right place. Yeah, that's it. And like, it's great to have a longer vision, but if you don't, Mm. that's also okay. And I think that's, you know, the things, and even the students, I just Mm. know from experience that the ones that do have a longer experience, like probably nine out of 10 times, it changes, (laughs) obviously, anyways, they're no better or worse off if they don't kind of, you know, have that clear vision or whatever they they think everyone else has but they actually don't (laughs) I keep trying to tell them and I think that's the thing there's just that perception that everyone else has it all figured out and worked out whether it's you're at high school or when you're in your 20s or 30s everyone knows what they're doing but absolutely probably not so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah nobody does no it's so interesting I think about this a lot because I was that person when I left school like I said um in part one you know I was signed up to do biomedical science I was going to go and do my two-year gap year, then I was going to go do biomed on the track to becoming mm. a doctor. I wanted to be um, a radiologist and, you know, that was my 10-year plan. <laughs> and, you know, two years or 18 months out of school, that just changed entirely. And I think um, ultimately what will serve you in life is not so much, you know, having a steadfast plan, but it, it is following what makes you feel good. And if it, if it doesn't feel 
good if it doesn't light you up if it doesn't get you out of bed in every morning it, it's not it's not right so just keep following that and I think you'll end up where you're supposed to be or at least you'll feel good about where you are yeah and you just you're just not realistically going to put the time and effort into something that's not feeling mm-hmm. good you know and that's not working out so yeah. anything that you're going to put that time and energy into you know you can really create you know your career and and, and mm. that kind of thing as well for sure our final question is where I'm a career genie and I'm going to grant you any job or career role in the world. If there were no restrictions to, you know, location, time, skills, talent, is there anything that you would love to do for a career? Oh, that is such a hard question. And I think about this a lot. Um, I'm at this sort of point in my life where I'm trying to consider if I'm going to go and do a postgrad or if I'm just going to keep, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and um, especially as a young woman and thinking about when the time is to have kids and it's just a million questions and I, yeah. I keep asking myself like what's the dream job and to be honest I don't I don't think I have a good answer. I want to keep working in agriculture. I know that much. I want to keep working in um, what we call the industry good space so I don't work for a profit. I work because it does good for the industry and certainly I think that's what I want to keep doing. I would yeah. love to get some international experience I think that would be incredible um maybe setting up a gap year like this over in Canada or something like that would be amazing but as long as I can take my husband and future children on the journey as well I think that would be great but truly like just keep me working in this industry I'll be happy um happy doing what I'm doing pretty much yeah just thinking about that in terms of agriculture like totally off (laughs) the track a little bit but just as a final follow-up question in terms of I guess where Australia sits and what are some other like do you look to you know Canada or where do you look to for you know other gap year programs that are running or other agricultural programs Mm. that are you know, are doing great things. Or- yeah, um, I have to say the US sort of had has this sort of young pathway into agriculture thing locked up really well. They have these um, fantastic school-based programs over in the US where kids can get involved with like a farm club. Um, and it's more than just what we do in Australia, which is sort of ag as a subject. Yeah. They really do spend extracurricular time working in agriculture. Okay. There's whole colleges over in the US for people who are involved in agriculture in some way. So it's a much bigger industry over there. Yeah. I suppose as far as similarities go, Canada is probably quite similar in a sense, um, just flipped seasons. Yeah. So a lot of young people here in Australia will come and work a harvest season mm. here and then go over to Canada and do the exact same thing again. Okay. Um, so they're probably the two that are most um, interesting to me. Yeah. And so that's another possibility in terms of agriculture as mm. well, that there's actually international opportunities 100%. as well once you have this skill and understanding you know like a vegetable or a grain you know like yeah you know you can obviously and particularly if Australia is you know leading the way then that expertise would be really sought after overseas absolutely we export to a lot of countries around the world and that means with with our products that we export we also export our knowledge and our staff as well so there's actually a lot of people working quote unquote in Australian agriculture but overseas you know in market we call it so tons of roles and yeah I've got a friend right now who is over um, in the US doing the harvest season over there um, just to get some experience so you can you can go anywhere well thank you so much again Kayla and I'll put all of the links to find information from Kayla and the programs that she runs uh, in the show notes but thank you so much for your time again my pleasure Don't forget to stay curious, take action and go out and live your best life and always remember to be you.